Live from downtown Boogertown, it's Three Hillbillies on a Couch with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. And I'm Biggins. And welcome to the new year. We are in 2022 and we are headed for, towards our second season. Uh, the end of this month will be the end of one year and we'll be starting season two of Hillbillies, Three Hillbillies on a Couch. But um, I wanted to do an episode today about everyone's favorite campfire treat, s'mores. Oh, I love being. You like s'mores? I do. Huh. Did you eat them? You know, I knew about it once I got up towards high school. I heard about it. Right. Like the chocolate on the cracker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a neighbor. He had some money. <laughs> <laughs> he told me about them. Breaking out some Hershey like bars. No, no, what I, our treat was uh, uh, graham crackers and milk. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, they're good. They would well, sopping them in there, yeah. sopping them in there. Yeah. You know, but I, that graham crackers, you got to do something with them because they're just not that good by you themselves. You dip them in milk. Oh, uh, Bill Cosby used to do a routine about that, about going to kindergarten. It's like, you know, you, I'm hungry, I'm starving. What do they give you? An old dry, sticky in the throat graham cracker. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying of thirst. Oh, they give you some milk that's been sitting on a radiator for about 80 years. <laughs> yeah, that was your snack. But, um, but no, uh, s'mores, first of all, I just go ahead and say, I'm not a big sweets fan. I don't really like, I mean, I like some things like creme brulee. I like good ice cream or whatever, but I don't ever go like, oh my God, I got to have some cake. It's just not my thing. I like savory stuff. Mm -hmm. I like steak. I like taters. I like, you know, hot like sauce. Steak and taters. Yeah, but, but. <clears throat> I like and, and, and I like a roasted. Snicker bar. I like a roasted marshmallow over the, the campfire. But s'mores to me were just an awful lot of work and a whole lot of mess. So I never really got a big thing out of them, but I thought it'd be interesting for us to break them down and talk about where they came from. So s'mores, for first of all, the name is a contraction of some more. I want some more. That's where that comes from. Huh. And they were originally called some mores. That's where the name started out in 1927. It came out in a book called Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. Girl Scout cookies. Yes. There you go. Did. Some more. They, they come up with them. And yeah. then in 1938, it was contracted into some more in a book that was put out for summer camp uh, publications um, for people to like learn. Here's what you do while you're running a summer camp. And there's one of the things you can do for it. But let's talk about the different um, ingredients of the s'more. What's a marshmallow? Do you guys have any idea what a marshmallow is? It's a little white thing about that big ring. Full of sugar. Mm -hmm. Yep. Where's the name come from? Kellogg's. It was on the front yeah, of the bag. It was on the front of the bag. My cereal had them little marshmallows <laughs> in them. I didn't care. Them had good, stars. They, had stars. Them different marshmallows, though. What? Okay, since we're on marshmallows, I got to know now. Regular marshmallows, like you get a bag, you're going to do s'mores with. You get them in there, and you eat them, they're real soft. Yeah. But does not cereal marshmallows got like a crunch? They're they dissolve. They dissolve. Yeah, that's like yeah. A, I guess that's what they give the astronauts. 
Yeah. yeah it's a bit freeze dried. Freeze dried. Um, speaking of s'mores, real quick, also, I love in the new Ghostbusters movie, and I'm not giving anything away because it's in the trailers, but when the little Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, they all get together on the grill in the Walmart and they light it up and they're making s'mores out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and they're laying down and the guy's melting chocolate on them and they're just laughing and giggling and think it's funny as I'll get out. But, uh, no, but the marshmallow. Is it, do you have any idea where the name comes from? Any uh, idea? Marsh is swamp. Yeah, right? it is. Swampy. That's right. Marshmallow and melon. No. Mellow. Mellow. A marshmallow Mellow. Is, is a plant. It's a flowering plant that grows in marshes. And its cultivation goes back 4,000 years to ancient Egypt. And they would use it, these, they would take these plants. It's this woody, pulpy kind of plant that grows in a marsh with five petals on a white flower and they would boil them and grind them down and it makes this mucilage kind of stuff kind of like a, a gelatin and then they would mix it with sugar and uh, work it up and um, use it as a cough suppressant I thought for a minute he was fixing to tell me if I go to the swamp there's a damn marshmallow bush out there. Like, <laughs> you, 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 you think I was fixing I'm going to fake it marshmallow. He's going to harvest, yeah. right? But a mallow is a kind of flower, and the marshmallow is where the marshmallow gets its name. So they, and, and this went from ancient Egypt, 2000 BC to the 1800s, the people using marshmallows and sugar and stuff to make this cough suppressant. And in the early 1800s in France, they were making them, and they were making them into little uh, candies and sell them in a tin like penny candy, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and they were used as a cough suppressant. But then, in the mid-1800s, somebody in France figured out that you could use gelatin instead of the labor-intensive and expensive marshmallow plant and make these same little candies. They didn't have any cough suppressant abilities anymore, but they did it. And so they moved forward. So since then, the marshmallow has not had anything to do with the marshmallow that we eat. But it was originally named after this plant, and it was a pharmaceutical. But, <laughs> so as imagine like if somebody right now was just, you know, passing out secret candies, and they weren't really, they weren't cough suppressants anymore. Here, just have a nice secret. They're, they're lovely. But that's what it was. It was a medicine for almost 4,000 years. And then they dropped the medicine out of the thing and just made these confections with, but they're basically, they're made with uh, sugar, water, and gelatin today. But the plant, the Althea officinalis, is uh, indigenous to Europe, North Africa, and Asia. I actually grew them one year in, in my garden. They're really pretty. Uh, but you got to water them a lot because they're a marsh plant. But uh, the ancient Egyptians would boil them with honey to make a cough remedy. And then in the 1800s, like I said, in France, it, it, the mallow replaced, was replaced by gelatin. So, But that's where the marshmallow comes from. And most people don't have no idea about that. I still ain't got much of one. Swamp bush, but I don't know what to do with it. But now, how do you like when you roast the marshmallow over the fire? Not for us more, but just roasting the marshmallow over the fire. Black. You like them black? Oh, yeah. I like it. Let black. it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then it out. Black. And then you get that crushed thing off of it. To crunch. It's got a crunch. Yeah. And then it's got the gooey. It's gooey. Yeah. And it's just yep. gooey. Yeah. It's got to be black. I want on fire. Mine. I want mine just honey gold. I got to hold it just the right distance above the fire and just really toast it good and get it. You've just never right. really craved a marshmallow. No, <laughs> I, no, I've set them on fire before. And I, I've eaten them like that, but I don't like them that way as much as I like them when you just roast them. Just that honey. I don't know if color. I've ever ate it like that. Well, it's grounded from roasting marshmallows around my house. Because so you started beaning them at one another, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And you get a hot flaming marshmallow stuck to you, 
Oh, it's like napalm. Hot flaming marshmallow stuck to you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still burning. burning. Yeah. It's still burning. Yeah. It, it, it don't come off. You go, ah, and whoever mama, tries to beat it will out, it burn me? Your hand that burns your head. You're like Wiley Coyote trying to get the glue off and just keep getting stuck everywhere. Oh, it's awful. Awful. But now we used to roast marshmallows a lot when I was a kid, especially like Boy Scout camp and, and the Y Indian guides and that kind of stuff. But but I never was big on the s'mores. That was just wasn't Well the s'mores for us it was a big deal. It was yeah, it, it was a, a really big deal that we had. Uh, we would be out there like just at the house, you know, and from our house you used to walk off of the porch across the driveway, you'd go up this big hill. And it was a field area there. Daddy plowed all around it, but we had like a little barn right there that right as you walk up to. And we would all sit out there and just kind of up on the hill, you know, you could look down and you could see for a mile down the road and everything else. But we'd all sit up there and get the fire going and daddy bring out them chocolate bars and you got a little squire, you know, you could have ever how many you wanted. You, you could bust them up. But if you wanted three s'mores, you used a little one. Yeah. And if not, you put your whole thing the whole in there. Yeah. Thick yeah. But we just put it on there and get your marshmallow on fire and put it on top of the chocolate and sit there and rub your stick back and forth across it, kind of on your graham cracker. Now, I, ne- I never did this, but it requires money. But I thought, it, wouldn't it be cool if you took like, your, remember them Rolos? Caramel filled yeah, chocolate. Yeah. If you used that instead of the all chocolate, Ooh. Would, I would think that would taste good. I've never had anything, but Ooh. I always thought it, the caramel yeah. filled ones like that. If you laid it out there, and who does that? that? I don't know. I've never People's seen. People's got money. People's yeah. got money. Does that's that. right? That's high dollar stuff right well, there. If we pulled up together. I bet we could buy a bunch of Rolos. <laughs> well, anyway, don't well, get excited. I got a house payment coming yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> End of the week. <laughs> That's funny. That's got to taste good. Oh, I'll bet it would. Anything you add caramel to. That's a caramel or caramel? Caramel. It's caramel. 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 Let's see, there's one. Caramel. We found caramel. we found something we don't agree on. Well, we do. Caramel. Well, while we're discussing that, let's take a quick break. You drive your word. chair. Pe- pecan. Your pecan. Huh? Pecan or pecan? The pecan's in the back of my truck. But the pecan, pecan. It's pecan. pecan. We back, talked about that on the Christmas episode yeah. with. Uh, with uh, Buford T, I mean, he said the pecans what you keep under the bed so you ain't got to go to the outhouse oh, yeah. in the middle of the night. Appalachia or Appalachia? Appalachia or Appalachia? Appalachia. I don't know. Because Appal- I say Appalachia. It's Appalachia. It's Appalachia. Right. It's, Appalachia. Yeah, it's, the Appal- it's the apple that you ate. Appalachia. Appalachia. Right. I know it that way. I was trying to say it the other way because that's always how I tell each You ain't from around here, are you? Northerners. You ain't from around here when you say the other way. Northerners and Westerners say Appalachia. Those of us from here say Appalachia. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Dot com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. 
Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. All right, so now we're going to move on to the next ingredient in the s'more, which is chocolate. Chocolate. Like Specifically, it. it ain't a s'more if it's not Hershey's chocolate. It's got to be a Hershey bar. Because yeah. you can break them up into little squares. And use yeah. them. I mean, I guess you could use X-Lax. That breaks up in little squares, too. But, but that changes the end of the party. I did party. that at school one time. I had that one kid always stealing your food. And I had a three, uh, you know, a three musketeer. I'd got one of them things and, and snuck in the bathroom, got my granny's X-Lax, took it to school, and I took my pencil and I dipped that stuffing out of the three musketeers and I packed it full of the X-Lax, put that stuffing back in there and acted like I broke half that candy bar and I said, I can only eat half this. I got it, I got it. The one that's always stealing people's food. Right. We didn't see them for three days. No. <laughs> hey, love. I'll tell y'all about that later on another <laughs> hey, let's do one with X Lax, Rolos, and chocolate. And blind taste test. Nobody knows which one we got. See which one we got. Well, Milton Hershey was born September 13th, 1857. He lived until October 13th, 1945. Now, he was a good feller, though. Through Milton the depression Hershey. and the way he done the folks that worked there. <laughs> he did, actually, yeah. He, he really was. He, uh, he started out, though, he pioneered a different candy that we can't agree on how to pronounce. Caramel. 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 He, he pioneered a process of making caramel with fresh milk. And he had that, he had a big company and he did that for a while. And then he sold that company and then he got fascinated by chocolate. And at that time, milk chocolate was a really ritzy thing that only rich people could afford. And he wanted to come up with a process where he could create milk chocolate and make it affordable so everyone could have it. Oh yeah. That's a pretty good fella, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. So in 1900, the first Hershey bar was produced. And um, then... He built his own town, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Bought the land, developed everything, created a place for his workers to live, and created this big chocolate empire. In 1907, the first Hershey Kiss was produced. Have you ever been up there? Yeah. I have too. I mean, have you ever been to Hershey World? I've performed up there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. You walk in that place, and it's like... <sighs> that smells amazing. It just knocked you over. Which yeah. was first, that Mr. Hershey or Willy Wonka? <laughs> Uh, as far as like, yeah, well, the no, Hershey, Hershey, Hershey came around first. Okay. Yeah, Willy Wonka was written by Roald Dahl back, I think, in the 1940s. I know it was a story, but wasn't it so a real, based on a real? No. Oh, it wasn't? No. Wasn't no, but they, but they created, they, they then later yeah. created Wonka products, so you can get one. I don't know who makes those. Well, that's not, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but I think Hershey it makes them. Might be, I don't know. I knew it was a real product. That's why I was asking. But, but at my own childhood. <laughs> now, do you guys know how chocolate is made? Milk, cocoa. Well, they start. Yeah, they start with the cocoa bean, but it's a big old pot. It's this huge looking thing, mm -hmm. and you break it open, and there's all these little beans inside of it, and those have to be dried, fermented. We like that. Yeah, I like <laughs> um, fermented. And 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 it goes through this whole long process, and then it still doesn't taste anything like what we know. No, it's bitter. It's bitter it's and bitter. Yeah, and sharp. Um, and then they take it and they process it, and then. 
it was it was the Swiss who originally came up with the idea of adding milk and sugar to it to make it sweeter. But mm-hmm. the the Aztecs used to use it like they cook pork with chocolate. And so they were the first a, ones to do chocolate. Yes, the they'd, they'd make a hot chocolate drink. But again, it didn't taste like our hot chocolate. It tasted mm-hmm. bitter and hard. But yeah, they're the ones sacrificing people. With yeah, them. you cut their hearts out. Put a little chocolate on. <laughs> Put a little chocolate on. That'd be better. But yeah. Um, now here's an interesting little thing. Milton Hershey was almost <coughs> on the Titanic. Really? He well, was I'm in. Glad he missed that boat. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, the chocolate would have already. I mean, he already had the company going. It would have continued oh. without him. But he was he was in Europe dealing with some companies and, and working on some stuff, you know. And he had tickets on the Titanic, but at the last minute, he needed to stay and work on some other stuff, so he canceled his tickets and bought tickets on a German liner called the America that was going over. And that's how he got back to the United States. Well, that but, says a lot. I mean, when you put you, it in perspective, the Titanic, it was the biggest event on planet Earth. And he missed and it. And it was a who's who. And you were literally the elite of the elite socialites to get on that boat with that ticket for him to turn that down. He was, that's a guy with a different vision. He was dedicated right. to it. Yeah, if you do the business, but, first. Getting sidetracked now. But something you said right there. You hear people talk about Titanic was a conspiracy that you count the winters and see if it was a different ship. I've never heard that, but no. Oh, look it up instantly. Yeah, they say it's a totally different ship. It's the the ship that sank was not the Titanic. They show the pictures of the Titanic and how many winters it had down to there. And the ship that's on the bottom is not that ship. The ship that sailed off. They say it was a different man. But But they may tell you say that all the who's who, the elite of the elite was on there. John Jacob Astor. You think they sank it on purpose to get rid of them elite folks? No. No. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Hey, you know, it's been 100 years plus since the Titanic sank, and yet to this very day, there's still water in the swimming pool. <laughs> That's a feat of engineering right there. <laughs> you know, me and Boo Boo did a video about that on TikTok a while back, said, you know that the to the people that were on the boat, what happened was a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, but that lobster in the kitchen has a miracle. miracle. <laughs> a miracle. <laughs> now I just got to Jesus. I just got to get these rubber bands off my claws now. <laughs> yeah, I can't eat the chocolate. Yeah, Boo, Boo Boo and I did a series of videos about the Titanic last year, and it was like, you, did you see that movie Titanic? Yeah. Do you think what I thought? Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of room on that door for both of them. <laughs> Seriously, she, she yeah. could have moved she over for him. She could have scooched over. Yeah. Why, sure, she could have. That's just like a just, woman. Just like a woman, I tell you. That we we apologize to all our female listeners. We're not talking about you. We're talking, We're talking about, about that woman that on that boat. That, yeah. No, that door. It was a door. It was a door. Yeah. It was a big door. Probably a big door. Now, listen, if you're in that water hanging on like it, I don't care. who she. Your instincts won't get you on that door. Yeah. He's under, yeah, he's just holding oh, I'm going to get on the boat. I'm going to get on, get on my back. She and we can lay on that Exactly. Deck, but I'm getting up on the Like planks. They could have been yeah. on there like planks. Yeah. Oh, I float man. good. My name been on my back anyway. That's where she had been at. <laughs> so what's your favorite Hershey product? I like the, the dark. Uh, special dark. I like. Uh, Believe it or not, I do like dark chocolate. And that was recent. I yeah. finally ate some. Uh, and I do like pretty good, but just the Hershey's Kisses is my, I, I love the way they I, taste. I love a good Hershey bar with the the milk chocolate bar with the almonds in it. I don't know what they do with those almonds, but it just it's just magical. It's 
It's like drinking amaretto and eating chocolate at the same time. It's just I think really just good. a milk chocolate one for me. That, just regular it. milk chocolate. That, and I just fine. like the kisses, I reckon, for some reason. You know, because I like throwing them there. And, I don't like because they're I, too small. It's too much work. Why well, have to well, go through all that waste of that <laughs> aluminum foil? Well, it ain't like biting it and chew it. I just throw it in my mouth let and let it, it satire. you got to let it dissolve. Well, yeah, just let it satire. Well, that's probably a good choice with the equipment you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> you do that with corn. Yeah, that with corn. <laughs> now, corn, you got to turn up and down. And hook it up. You roll it. You spin it around. You know, there's some foods, and to me, s'mores are one of them. But you just mentioned another one. I mean, there's some foods that are just more trouble than they're worth. They taste good, but I just no. Like Me legs. Mexican street crab corn. Crab legs, perfect. Mexican street corn. Tastes amazing. Mm -hmm. But this beard full of uh, corn and cheese and sauce and sour uh, cream and it's everywhere. After two or three days of people thinking you just ate. <laughs> I yeah. I just cut it off the cob and eat it with a spoon. But same thing with uh, you know, s'mores, I crack them up. Yeah, when I eat crab legs, and I love crab legs, but I don't, I don't do what most people do. We crack it, dip it, eat it, crack it, dip no, it. I eat store it. it up in a pile. I put it all in the butter. I yeah, just keep I, pouring it in the butter till it's full. I, I thought I, I was the only one that. I, I start, I, I fill it up until that thing is full. The butter yep. bowl. There's a bowl of butter. Then and you I get keep, when I get filled, I get that fork made, and I start the whole thing over again. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, Great minds think alike. I like it with cocktail sauce. I like I no like, butter. I, I like cocktail sauce on oh, crab legs. Yeah. No man. I like yeah. that one big piece, that middle oh, layer. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I pop it through it, and I drag it through that cocktail sauce. And eat it. I like them. I like them Alaskan kind, the big ones. Oh yeah. I ain't well, never had pricey, them but once, but they were good. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you burn more calories than you intake because the energy spent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They they are. Yeah. They I can't never get a a hook out. I just get like it, and then I gotta bust the shell. What I take? Yeah, I take the fork, take the fork and run, yeah, and, and run it up like scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I got straight like like over. Over. <laughs> That's it. But yeah. do you, hey, do you look both right and left, see if anybody's watching you before you start opening them up? Because you know you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, let's take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, CoffeeAndSugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by CoffeeAndSugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. And we're back. All right, so now we get to the final ingredient of the s'more, the graham cracker. Yeah. Anybody know why the graham cracker is called a graham cracker? Billy liked it. Fellow named Graham made it? No. Fellow named Graham did not make it, actually. Oh. But people who liked a fellow named Graham made it. Oh. Here's the story, and it's an interesting one. Sylvester Graham was built, born in 1794, lived to be... Uh, uh, 57 years old, lived to 1851, and he was a big mover and shaker in the temperance movement. Temperance. Yeah, that's the people that don't drink alcohol. Oh. I've heard about them. I've never <laughs> met one, but I've never heard like that at all. Well, he, he got to preaching, but he wasn't, he was a preacher, but he wasn't really affiliated with any church. So he just would go out and do talks. 
And then he got into this whole health movement, which was really big in the early 1800s. Um, uh, did you ever see the movie Road to Wellville? Kellogg up in Michigan. Harvey Kellogg. Yeah. Very similar to Harvey Kellogg, earlier than him, but same kind of a nut. Still on that edge. All about... Yeah. Yeah. Way out there on the on the healthcare edge. He was all about uh, whole grains and fresh vegetables and not eating any meat. Enemas. Not and... drinking any alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, enemas well, were a big part of it. Well. And, yes. Yep. Feel better. Apparently, that's what they say. But... He, uh, but he also believed that, that mankind lived his life in too hot a fashion. Not only like heat hot, but also passion hot. So you needed to cool down your passion. So that's where temper came from. You Calm your temper. Well, temper actually, the word temper means strength. So like you temper steel makes it stronger. Okay. So when you lose your temper, you become weak. You lose your strength and you lose your, you, you, oh, yeah, that's where that comes from. You yeah. still say, what's that mean when it says what's your temper? Well, see, people say I have a bad temper. What uh -huh. they mean is I have a weak temper. I'm not very strong. Ooh. So that's one of the ways that I got my temper under control was that I realized that it was a sign of weakness for me to go off like that. So I needed to calm down and not, and relax a little bit. But anyway, but he was more about calming your marital influences or uh, your marital, uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, inclinations. He didn't want you to be lusty. He wanted you to be calm and cool and collected and not drink alcohol and not chase after. Discipline. Really, he he wants you disciplined. He said marital though, like with your did, old lady, with, with your anybody. Wife? He didn't want you having. He didn't want you having. No, uh, the Lord yeah. says go for yeah, multiply. He I'm did, but this feller forward. said this feller said anything, slow down. I bet, <laughs> I bet you anything. He had a high voice. <laughs> <laughs> But as a man with a high voice, <laughs> Sylvester Graham uh, believed in that that we needed to eat a certain meal, and he would go off on bakers. He would write these long things about how bakers were, how bread was the 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 staple of life, but bakers were doing it wrong, and they were feeding us poison, and blah 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 blah. So what happened was a group of people created what they called Graham flour because they'd been listening to his talks. He would go around and give these lectures everywhere. So they created graham flour, which was good, cold graham flour, not going to make you lusty, not going to make you worry, not going to make you have any of these hot passions. And this, you can bake bread out of this, and it was going to be good. Well, you didn't, didn't dare show up and return and say, this don't work, right? right Less exactly. than after a biscuit, don't, work. don't make graham flour. Exactly. So, so, graham, so graham didn't want people eating sugar. He didn't want people eating meat. He didn't want people drinking alcohol. He and no sex. And no sex. Right. This dude, Graham, me and him would not have got along. Well, here's you what's... You ain't eating no flour. <laughs> you, know, you don't eat no flour. That's bad for you. I know it. Well, what happened is kind of ironic. Somebody he, fixed him early on in life. As he got happened. older, as he got older, he developed some health problems, and his doctors that he went to prescribed meat. Uh, and that's totally good. To, to, to boost his... Blood and make him protein. feel stronger. You get some protein, but and he ate it. But then he later said he wished he hadn't. But then they prescribed the opium enemas. Wow! Yeah, they wow. took opium in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> an opium enema, and that's actually what killed him. That's, he died. He OD. He OD'd from an opium enema at the age of fifty-seven. <laughs> 
So this guy, oh them great them cattle. This guy, this, too much. Pull her out. Pull her out. <laughs> this guy who had dedicated his life to temperance and 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 clean living had somebody shove opium up his hind end, and Killing. that's how he died. And this then two shall pass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had given him meat also to to uh, improve his circulation. Yeah, and have something going. He believed that's what he believed that was what was hurting him and killing him. But so so ironically, a few years after he died, the National Biscuit Company, Nabisco, who, who eventually became Nabisco. Ta-da, I got one. Yeah, I did. It. I, I actually did a video about that last year because I had made a joke about. It. I said, you know. National Biscuit Company, let's well, Nabisco. And my <laughs> wife went, Really? That's what that means? And I said, You gotta be kidding. She goes, No. I said, You didn't know that's what Nabisco meant? She goes, No. I said, I've known that my whole freaking life. You'd be like a cracker. So I so I went in the next room and I was shooting a video TikTok and I said, Hey everybody, Beulah Dean was today years old when she found out that Nabisco meant National Biscuit Company. And she goes, What are you doing in there? Nothing. You ain't making a TikTok, no ma'am. Click on that, turn it off. I'm beautiful, be good to each other, turn it off. But uh but yeah. So uh, they took the graham cracker that had, at that point, kind of become a staple. But it was still, it wasn't anything like what we eat. It would, think of a whole wheat saltine cracker. real dry. That's what it was. And Nabisco yeah. took them and added sugar and made it better. It made it where it was the, the treat that we know now that goes right. on the s'more. Sylvester Graham was rolling over in his grave. And then in so, 1927, when the Girl Scouts went, put sugar and marshmallows on it, he Right. He, yeah, yeah, he, he's a, you can go by his grave and hear him going thum, 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 inside. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, ironically, like got, that, got that opium in that spin yeah. cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who the graham cracker is named after would absolutely hate s'mores. s'mores. And the fact that his name is associated with it oh, is really totally opposite. It's like yeah. having a line of Billy Graham strip clubs. I mean, it's that <laughs> bad. It is <laughs> that bad. That'd be better. Well, I'll tell you what. That'd if I sit here right than... now and you say, I'll give you a million guesses what I'm going to say next. That would, I would, that would <laughs> That'd be a lot better than the Jimmy Swagger one. Because I've seen, seen that guy. The Jimmy Swagger <laughs> <laughs> the Jim Swagger one's a lot more likely to happen. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy! So that I want my money back. So that, my <laughs> friends, is the history of s'mores. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. <laughs> I bet you our uh, I bet you our crazy male ladies giggling herself well, silly over that one. Well, find me another podcast that. Can take the history of s'mores and turn it into this. <laughs> when you heard this is going to be about the history of s'mores, did it cross your mind? We was going to hear about opium in the butt. <laughs> no, it did not. Only in Booger That's Town. That's the kind of experience we get. This is what we bring to you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, that's what I told people on the Christmas tours last year. I said, "You'll never hear this song again that you don't hear my, you don't think my butt hurts." <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. It's been another great week here in uh, Booger Town. We're looking forward to 2022 and all the wonderful things it has to offer us. 
Thank you for listening and taking time out of your busy podcasting schedule to listen to ours. We were the last ones to the party. Hey, let's do a shout out for those 100 years from now, like a time capsule, because we just dated it then. Let's say somebody's listening to it 100 years from now. Say something to them. Uh, Don't do opium in the butt. Yeah. Um, Whenever you eat s'mores, just think about poor Sylvester Graham spinning in his grave. Well, your turn, baby, sure. Well, I don't know. You got to say something, Pearl. Well, I don't know. A happy New Year. Hey, tell them something <laughs> to good. 2122. Oh, right. No, oh, is it 2122? Well, that'd be the, the 100 years from now, yeah. Oh. Like a time capsule. I don't know. I mean, uh, I know what we can tell them. I know. What? Our great great grandchildren probably still have merchandise at hillbilliesintheholler.com <laughs> and meetbuford.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, and get if, off my grass. <laughs> yeah, from. If you, if you want to keep what I left, you make sure you pay for it. <laughs> Follow us on uh, social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Meet Buford, and at Moonshiner's Life. Y'all keep yeah. on keeping on. Thank you so much. Be give us be sure to give us good reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's how people find the uh, the podcast. Hey, I found out the other day, and I may be the last one to the party. And I know you're sitting there going, "Nah, not boo boo." But you can hit a share button. There's a these yeah. three dots, and, and you can actually text it. Uh, it sends yeah. a link to your friends that you think it would like it. Yeah, so text it to your friends. Say, here, check out this podcast. It's really funny. It's I like, like just mash it. It's got that little green thing. And, and hit the subscribe off. button. Yeah, subscribe. And speaking of subscribe, follow the holler. Hillbillies in the holler. Right. And next week when we hear Big and say, <laughs> Hey, big man, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> All right, I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. That's big. It's... <laughs> Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiner's Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.